we are trigger-based. What that means is that you're sending a video in response to a customer action. So a good example in e-commerce is somebody purchases a, a fairly high-ticket item. That item gets delivered. 24 hours after delivery, we'll notify one of your team who might be a warehouse team or might be one of the team like run the business and say, hey, Mrs. Jones has received her product. Send a message now. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. Today I'm talking to Matt from Bonshoro. So Bonshoro, Matt, how are you? Great, thanks, Norbert. Awesome to have. Awesome to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining. So um, it's really a great tool that we're talking about today. It's called Bonjoro. And uh, yeah, it's an outstanding app to send individual personalized video messages to new customers to existing customers, onboard new users, say thank you to users in a personal way, um, most personal way that's possible, um, namely via videos. So, but before we start, Matt, tell me a bit, how did you get into e-commerce? So, we, bit of a roundabout story, we ran a company here in Australia uh, with a lot of customers overseas. So, in, in Europe, in, in, in the States, um, Australia is a great place to live. It's not great if you want to do global business. And so all of our customers will be asleep when we were awake because of time <laughs> zones. Um, so obviously, so we, so we struggled to connect with those customers on different time zones. You know, we did emails, we did drip campaigns, we did, we did marketing emails. Like, I think about 10 years, these were incredibly effective. I think they became less effective over time. And so we are very good in person. There's a lot of personality to us. And so we looked at ways that we could get that personality into, into comms that was happening in offline. And so we built a little tool whereby each morning, all our customers would be given to us in a list and we would go and record videos for every single customer. A, a very short video, 20 seconds, just saying thanks for purchasing, thanks for being a customer. And we would send these off and the response was overwhelming. Uh, we tripled our response rates overnight. Everyone loved it. Um, and then inevitably, one of those customers asked if they could use this tool. And so we went and built something over a few beers on a weekend. And the rest is history. That's cool. Um, what is your customer base? So we deal with... So we have quite a, a fairly broad range. We have a lot of e-commerce uh, customers, um, especially over the last year. This has grown massively. Um, and within those e-commerce customers, we have a lot of traditional ones. We also have a lot of e-commerce moving into subscription models that we use a lot across a lot as well. Um, we also do a lot in terms of education as well um, and in services industries. So people with, with client bases um, that are relationship-based anyway. If we talk about Bonjoro, um, of course, there's competition that also provides this 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 video services um but i think that um there the 
The other part of the competition is also just the classical onboardings, like email series, um, newsletter tools, where you just get a series of welcome emails. What sets Bonjoro apart from the competition? Yeah, so think of us more about a messaging system. We are trigger-based. What that means is that you're sending a video in response to a customer action. So a good example in e-commerce is somebody purchases a, a fairly high-ticket item. That item gets delivered. 24 hours after delivery, we'll notify one of your team who might be a warehouse team or might be one of the team like run the business and say, hey, Mrs. Jones has received her product. Send a message now. And so you'll literally open the, the notification on your phone or on your desktop. You'll do a video for her. When you send that and you say, Mrs. Jones, I just want to check in and make sure you, you receive the item and make, make sure it's everything you want it to be. If you have any questions, please let us know. By the way, there's a link on this video to Trustpilot. Reviews mean a lot to us. Can you go and leave us a review? And so what it is, it's built as a system that you're sending videos at the right time when you know you're going to get a good response from that client. Obviously, in that use case, these are being done for you know customer service excellence, but also to drive reviews very specifically. So there's links in the videos that's taken action afterwards. But it's very much, it's not a set it and forget it's a it's a trigger-based transactional piece that goes through now um this this is some repetitive manual task actually to record such a video um i could imagine that some of the um, users or listeners are afraid of that it takes so much time to record these videos can you give us a bit of more um insights um how, how many time people are really um, needing for such a video, how, how does it work for, for me as a user? If I would like to record a video for my 10, 20, 30, 50 purchases um, every day. Yeah, so, the, so customers fall into different buckets. Not everyone is equal. So the first thing you want to do is segment out your customers and decide who's worth spending more time on. Uh, and we can help you with this. So you know, one thing that's classic is, is a customer that purchases a second or third time. Um, obviously, go into those and make sure those stick around. If you have something like a subscription model as well, pushing those kind of customers onto that secondary model or pushing them onto, onto repurchasing is a time when it's worth spending the time. If you have, let's say you have a thousand leads coming in a day, you know, of those, there's also different 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 um, buckets in terms of uh, ticket price. So if you get someone spending, you know, the top hundred spenders or the top ten spenders, those are the ones you want to spend time on because you want them to come back again. Uh, we do have systems where you can do videos to groups of people. So what we then say is what you build is a filter and the filter will say, look, if this, I'll set these example. If they spend over this amount or they're the third time purchaser, we're going to send them a personalized video because obviously a good customer. Um, and we want to drive those customers to repeat purchase and we want to show off that we have awesome customer service because of that. Everyone below that, we're going to put into a different bucket and we're going to send them a group video, but we'll still do it today. So we'll still say, you receive your package in the last 24 hours. It's Tuesday, the 15th of March. You know, or it's Easter Monday. Just want to check. Just want to check. You've got it. And it's okay. You, you know, so you're not saying their name, but you're still making it um, timely. I think is the word. So it's less personalized, but it's still a little, a little personal because it's, it's then it's on a Tuesday. It's fresh, uh, and that still has like a good a, a good impact for those customers. I mm -hmm. understand. So you can lower your task by making the templates or the videos that you record not so very personalized, yep. but nearly group them to 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 uh, date based, and send out a mass email to 50, 60, 100 customers at once uh, with just that. That's cool. Um, yeah, and you can, group, you can group them other ways. You can group it by like you know SKU or by language or anything else as well. 
Okay. Uh, now you have four pricing plans on your website free basic pro and the most one the, the one that i love most is growth <laughs> with with uh, four r's so really really great name um what kind of research did you do before coming up with such a pricing model uh so we tend to test pricing i think yeah. you know this is a lesson yes do research talk to users look look at the markets um, honestly, the most validation you'll get is just by testing. I don't really think anyone has the answers like to this. I think <laughs> I think you need so we tested that pricing probably twelve times. I think um, I was talking to a company in that space the other day who said they have one hundred and fifty different pricing plans from the tests they've done over the last five years. Um, I think that's your definitive answer: is where you can test, where you can change pricing. And change packaging as well, by the way. Like, so packaging and pricing, you know, so obviously bundling things together, the way you display stuff is, is very impactful too. You're going to need to test this every three months while you get started. Um, that's my advice. And it's not an easy answer, so I do apologize there. But I think, you know, this is where you really start to understand the levers you can pull and the differences it makes. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about competition. I would probably price based on value set, um, talk to your customers, interview them. Uh, as a good basis, and then take some some wild guesses. <laughs> yeah, well, pricing is really really hard. So um, we also struggle all with with the pricing thing. So you need to think about. Um, I, I had a, a very nice advice once. Um, pricing needs to be uh, said that it is not too expensive, but the price should also hurt at least a bit that there is enough value in the price. <laughs> 100% agree. They have yeah. to, if it doesn't hurt, then you don't value it as much yourself. Yeah. You know, if you're paying more for it, you're going to use that product more because you know what you pay for. And therefore, you're probably going to get to, to, to delight or success more. And therefore, you're probably going to come back and buy again. Yeah. So it all, yeah. all feeds in. Yeah. What what is nice with your pricing is that it is um, actually it's user based. So um, it's uh, the more users that you have um, that are recording those videos, the more you pay. So how do you deal with um, the account sharing? So if if user signs up and the same um, yeah login details are shared across the team and it's uh, actually different people sending, but uh, under one account, do you see this? Uh I mean, not not a lot. If people want to do that, to be honest, that's fine. Like it sends from like it's like a profile uh, a piece as well. Yeah. Um, so if if you guys if you're a small company, I mean, to be fair, if you're a small company and you're struggling, my advice is just to talk to us because we will help out smaller companies anyway. Um, but I think like I, I think people will always get get around things. That's fine. I think price the majority. As you know, like with us, like we're looking at like bundling and users anyway into pricing now as next pricing test. So that'll make that less of an issue. So I think like you just have to play with these things. And you know, if, you, if people are getting around things, if, if, if you see it happen a lot, so if we saw that happening a lot and we don't, then the question would be why is that happening so much? And therefore, is there a price point for that lower user where we need to have a couple of users on a low price point for them? And what can we and what can we adjust to make sure that value is matched? Mm -hmm. What is um, what is um, I see in, on on your tiers? Uh, what is a campaign and what is a roll up? Yes, yeah, so campaigns is essentially if you're doing so, it, it, it's basically like like buckets that you're working in. So, for instance, I mentioned the, the use case around driving reviews. So, 
that's something you set up. All the pieces that come in, one team is working in the review campaign. Another team might be working in um, in uh, canceled, uh, or what's it, uh, non non shopping shopping cart completions, for instance. And so what they're doing is working with with high ticket purchases to drive them back into in, into purchase the shopping cart. That might be different teams, and they don't have visibility over both those campaigns because it gets confusing. So they just have work in each one. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the other one you said? Um, the the roll up. Yeah, so, so rollups is, is is the group feature. So the group feature. So you're doing one to one, you're one to one, or you're just basically bundling a load of a load of of these tasks together, as we call them. Yes, yeah? so a load of like custom actions. So you're doing one video splits the whole group. Okay, got it. Now, um, as I remember, because I tested Bonjoro um, a while ago already, um, you had um, smartphone um, apps, so it was easy to record the video on the go. Um, is this still there? Yeah, so most of our users are on. So, like the, the setup of the account and the technical stuff is done on the desktop. Then most of our users move, move, move to mobile full time. Yeah. So we've been Android and iOS from day one. Uh, they're pretty great apps. They they're they're pretty strong. It's a lot easier as well. And the other thing is, just 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 a a bit of a lesson for doing video, regardless. Yeah, this this device, this phone is 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 very different to my to my computer. My computer is where I work. This is my like personal friend. This is like yeah. everything. This is the news, my, my family. And so it's funny, just, just the way that you interact to a camera on a desktop versus a mobile device is very different. And generally the way you react to the mobile device is much more personal, much better. Yeah. And the the way of working is also easier because you always have your phone with you um on the go and there it pops up when you account or a new user on your smartphone you just log yeah. in you record the video on the go it just takes a few seconds actually um, if, if you record a short video and just send out with the template given with everything you need and this is really smart and fast and you don't need to worry about um, to waste too much time on personalized messages but they really help so much um, to to um, engage users and make them addicted to your brand as I understand now uh, Matt tell me a bit about um, yeah yourself so on top of control you still hold a number of positions with companies that you either founded or co-founded like Xtech Sydney or uh, verbate as well as your uh, producing work as a very accomplished um, contemporary artist so how do you strike the balance between all this work and the personal life? Yeah, so I have I have children as well, so it gets it gets hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got, like, you so got even, f- even more work. <laughs> and it's, fun. Like, it's like business, business, family, social, and health. Uh, you could probably do two of those. <laughs> so I, I would say I'm the fittest I've ever been in my life. Um, look, it's uh, look, most of my time is spent on Bonjour day to day. For Bates, uh, like, like I'm more sit on the board these days. Uh, that's the agency. We've actually moved to London, so we have we have a different team that, that, that runs that and heads up, like a different CEO, like acting CEO as such. Um, the X Tech is a founder community, so it's something that only really takes place every kind of quarter. We get a hundred people to get hundred founders or more together um, and do trips away. I use my team to help me to help me run that nowadays. Um, they've got bigger. Um, the art stuff is is a passion. That one has to take a backseat to family right now, unfortunately. I yeah. think like, it, 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 it's a balance. Different people will give you different viewpoints. I think, as you all know, you know, you you do need to focus on 
on single things. I think focusing on your primary business is the way to go. Um, I think when you find the one that works, really focus down. And if you are juggling a few things, then put in very competent people to help you run the other pieces. So, you know, even with that, with that founder community, there's about 10 of us now who sit across and help run that. So if I'm out, they can step in. So I think it's about having the right team there to help you if you need to juggle more than one plate. Yeah, absolutely agree. So um, you still have enough time for the family. This is, I think, one of the most important things. Um, the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Um, actually, it was Easter um, just yesterday for us. Um, it's not everywhere in the world, I know, but uh, for us, it was Easter. And yeah, having enough time with the family is really um, giving enough power for the other days. So that's, that's important. I think, I think the way you work, so like, so I'm based in Australia. Yeah. Um, our team is based in six continents now. Bonjour, 95% of our customers are not in Australia. So like as, yeah. as a company, we're global anyway. So what that means is, you know, uh, I start very early in the morning here. I'll start at 5 or 6 a.m. But after this podcast, I will go and pick up my daughter from play school and I'll spend the next two hours with her at least. So she gets about two hours of my time a day, but my wife will take her in the morning. So the benefit about, about the global thing with different team and different people, different companies is that because it's 24 hours, it means that you actually take a step back and say, well, it doesn't matter whenever we take time off. It doesn't matter. The business is always there. So you can actually block out like really nice, nice pieces. Other people take mornings off on the team. Other people take middays off. Like it doesn't matter because the work is always there to do. So you just have to be, you just have to block out single times every day. The rest of the team though, it's all good. That's cool. Um, what's your current e-com tech stack? So how do you... Um sell your software what are you using for um for the billing um and automations um what what have you in place with the team uh i think we have like 120 pieces of software we use so oh um, wow the most important ones (laughs) we just have 20 minutes (laughs) yeah like so stripe stripe billing is what we use um because we obviously have a subscription model so it was great for co-business it's also very good to put on new price models so I mentioned around testing, we can launch new new products and put different features in their products and then different products like in, in minutes. So my marketing team could do that without having to touch anything else. Um, do you have, we, um, do you have uh, something like Chargebee or is like, like um, uh, Chargeify or all these tools that are on top of Stripe in place or do you uh, charge directly via Stripe? Yes, yeah, so we built it. So we actually built our own system on top of, on top of Stripe. So we use Stripe directly, and then we have a front-end piece that, that we build and manage. We, we obviously have a development team, so we like to have control over that. Um, so we haven't needed to use any other system to date. Mm-hmm. That may change. As you scale, uh, like other things come into play. People want to pay different ways. Obviously, global payments now are a big challenge for us. So US dollars versus euros and pounds versus Australian dollars. Um, that starts to have a bigger and bigger impact with scale. Um, so I think we're probably at the point when we're starting to look at other payment systems, but, but it's more of a currency thing for us. Mm-hmm. That's that's where that comes to play. Um, other systems we use, uh, so we use Active Campaign as our, uh, and Intercom, I guess, are our, are our um, CRM and kind of customer chat systems. Um, we use, we do a lot of data stuff. So we track a lot of user data through things like Amplitude, Metabase, obviously GA as well. Um, so we watch a lot of our users and customers and see what they're doing to, to, to do tests. Um, we host everything on AWS is where we live um, every day. On top of that, we have many, many specialized tools. We work in Atlassian in terms of like product builds and, and sprints. 
Um, we would live on Slack every day. Notion, <laughs> right? Notion everyone uses a lot of as well um, for planning out projects. Um, we run our website on Prismic, which is great, okay. which is a yeah. front-end CMS. Um, so that also allows us to get the web built. So basically marketing can run the website and do all the tech changes and tests and do experiments without having to use the development teams. Like we, we've tried to put as much as we can. We try to automate as much as we can and to take stuff off, off the build team so that different, so marketing can work independently of CS, independently of product. Um, Why did you choose Prismic over WordPress, for instance? Um, I think... I think it's just the way that we already built our front end, the way that our marketing team works. Like, I think it's probably got a better interface for the way that it, it connects with our system. I think the way that our marketing team work is quite clean. It's quite easy to use. Like, it is nicely built. Um, it's probably a little bit less hacky, maybe. Uh, but then we work with Prismic developers to, to gain customized what we do. Um, I find and the speed, speed-wise, it's been really good as well. Um, beyond that... I couldn't tell you beyond that. I think that's probably everything. <laughs> We're happy with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you have any specific person in your team that is focused on operations only, or is it yeah, well, mixed? So we have a we have a COO. So we have yeah. a, a head of operations who's here in Sydney. Um, it's it's a funny role, operations, yeah. because it it, is. It, it spans like like do you have you have different COOs? Yeah, like some are more technical, some are more managerial, some are more um, I guess kind of like HR based. Uh, so you get different types of heads that come into operations. There's a, there's a massive range of things that they can cover. Um, it, it's, it's probably the role that I think changes the most over the life of the company. Yeah. I think as a CEO, CEO, you always have a role, which is to run the team and to have the vision and, and, and to decide where you're next. The CTO is to what do we build next? The COO, their role, you know, a 10 person company versus 20 person company versus 50 versus 100. They're very different roles as they go through that. Um, and they generally, they generally tackle the the most relevant problems that come up for the stage of that company. So when you're smaller, there might be more there around like structure and funding. As you get bigger, it's more about HR and processes in there. As you get bigger again, it becomes more about OKRs and KPIs and sending that across the team. So like it it all changes as as you go. Yeah, absolutely. So CEO is I know it also from my company um, and from Sync Spider especially. It's it's a role that is um, always 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 changing, uh, yeah. and you need more COOs actually. <laughs> Not yeah. everything can be handled there. That's that's absolutely true. So, um, what did you used to do, and what are you doing uh, to ensure that your customers have a constantly awesome experience on your platform? So, I think like initially. Like I said, we we built this to, to scratch an itch, and then it became a, a, a product out of the back of that. So yeah, early on, I think we you know we really listened to customers and let them help dictate where, where we were going with this. I'd say today we're, we're we're a little bit different around how we approach product build. We listen to customers, but I think we also need to make leaps for customers that they don't understand. So I mean, this is all in my research. Customers are very good at telling you problems not not the best at telling you solutions because the solutions they have might not be the best for them and so i think what you need to do at the stage we are now is to look at the problems they're having so we, so we do a lot of research around problems and then yes we will listen to their solutions and some of them are great but we'll also go back in and say well what other ways can we can we solve this and what are the what are the real problems what are the real real problems here that we're trying to solve so i think it, it, you know the way we approach things now is 
we will try and take leaps for customers. We'll try and solve the problems they haven't foreseen coming yet. We'll, we'll try and solve things in, in new ways that no one's imagined. Um, that's what we do. And when we pull it off, it doesn't always work, <laughs> I'll be honest. Like you have to be willing to, 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 to make some mistakes. But when you do get it right, it is, it, like it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, what uh, are your plans for the next year? Um, 2021, still ongoing. What are your plans? to improve your software or to add uh, as, as new features um, in the next 12 months? Yeah, so pretty interesting. So if you look at what we do really, you know, we're not, like I always say, we're not a video company. We're a personalization company. So we look at that and we go, where else does that go? So we're starting to look around a few other tools around helping people be more personal on customer journeys at different scales. We're starting to look a little bit more around how can that personalization directly tie to revenue increase as well. So we're starting to measure the impact because it's, it, it, it's a quality of thing. Yeah, you may feel feel yep. good, you may leave 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 reviews. What does that actually mean in terms of revenue? So we're starting to put tools in to help you track that as well. So we want to make everything, although it's very fluffy and nice, we want to make it tied down to this makes you more dollars in the day. So that's kind of where expanding. It will mean going beyond video as well a little bit in that space. I, I can't say too much about it. Um, as we're just building something out right now. Uh, but when it comes out, it'll be pretty awesome. But it's, it's along that route of personalization scale and tying it all back to revenue goals. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of work, especially when you have a running SaaS application and you want to add new things. It's need to be very well tested. And it's always a process to, to really get new things up and running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the last question for the day. Um, Who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? So I think, I mean, well, I probably relate it back to who's taught us the most, most about business, I think, because I think e-commerce is, is, is business. It's business. It's business. A SaaS application is e-commerce. A web shop is e-commerce. So everything all, that you all, sell online is e-commerce. Yeah, exactly. So like for me, it's, it's business. But so I, I wouldn't say it's one individual. I think, I think the best thing I've, So I, I, and I have had mentors, but the group I mentioned that I run, the X-Tech, where we have, lost, we have about 300 founders um, of all different stages. Some of them are like a brand new founders. Some of them, you know, exited four times from businesses. So we have that. We make sure we get together because everyone's busy. When you first start a company, you go and meet everyone and you have all these groups and you all kind of get together. And then when you kind of become successful, you're so busy running your own team that you stop seeing people. So we make sure that we get together once every quarter And we go away for weekend and having that group of other founders and other leaders, especially the ones who are more experienced than me, is invaluable. And it's not one in particular. It's having a group of minds to go to and talk to because every problem you have, they've had before. How do I increase revenue? How do I increase lifetime value? How do we, you know, like how do we get better at customer success? Like everyone's been through this. And so there's always an answer to most of the problems like you have. Yeah. Fully agree. This is uh, having a group and 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 having the possibility to talk to other founders and other um, in other stages in different stages. Give value and get value from that is um, is I think the best way to really um, get a business growing to be in the right groups um, and help each other. Thank you very much for your time. It was really a pleasure, Matt, to talk to you and to learn a bit more about Bonjoro. Um, Sending personalized messages is uh, something that is um, um, not unique and not new. We always did this using emails and onboarding series. Um, there was a lot of, um, um, uh, yeah, a lot of 
um, trainings and informations and everything uh, that you can find already in every newsletter tool, how much impact this has. But sending personalized video messages to users is the next level and the next stage that a business should look at um, to get more people engaged and a better growth. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Bye. Stay Thanks well. Thanks, And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.